welcome to the Takes on Marriage podcast. You are here with Maddie and Dallin. That's my name. That is. Before we introduce today's topic, um, last week we gave you guys a challenge to have a discussion with your partner and kind of talk about your first date, first kiss, saying I love you, those big momentous occasions. If you did accomplish this challenge, message us on Instagram and tell us kind of what you learned. Um, maybe we'll share it next time um, on the next episode. Yeah, we'd be happy to get your thoughts about your current, rela- current relationship or relationships to come. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be sharing our takes on marriage myths. We do want to give a little disclaimer. This is just our opinion and our experience you are totally welcome to disagree we all have different experiences and I'm not going to tell you what to think but this is just kind of what our thoughts are right our answers should never and in fact our whole podcast should never be considered as a one-size-fits-all we'd like to think that we've got some decent experience but uh every relationship's a little bit different we like to uh we like to break ours down for you so that you can see what works and what might not work. So feel free to take this advice very flexibly. Mm-hmm. Um, our first marriage myth is that marriage is 50-50. So mm-hmm. that each person puts in their 50-50. It takes like equal effort. 50 plus 50 equals? 100. Right. Yes. Good. Okay. So we're on the same page. Got it. So what do you think? I think when I was a kid, I probably thought that was right. And by a kid, I probably mean 23-year-old, 24-year-old. Because it sounds logical. Yeah. Yeah. Just that each person puts in that 50-50 effort to make that 100. Like it does, it sounds fair. It sounds equal. I think it was my dad who ended up teaching me that it's not always 50-50. Sometimes, in fact, most times there's just going to be something leaning one way more than the other. You try to you try to make it as 50-50 as you can, but there's just going to be things that come up that give the wife or the husband a little bit more to do for mm-hmm. that day, for that week, for that hour. Kind of just how it goes. A good relationship will try to make it as 50-50 as possible, but that's not always the case. I heard and I don't remember like who told me, but it should be each partner gives 100%, 100%. Like you are both giving it your all. So it's not about it being equal. It's not about it being like, I did the dishes, so you should vacuum. Mm. It's not about keeping it equal like that. You both are putting in all of your effort so that you can make the most of your relationship, so that you are both showing each other that you genuinely care. So instead of me thinking, okay, I did the dishes, he should vacuum, it's me doing the dishes and maybe I see that you're busy doing homework from school so I'm also going to vacuum and then the next day maybe you you know you put in your 100% so you hang out with Oakley and you do the dishes that day every day I think it just changes based on the needs of that person and that day absolutely absolutely and that's a great way to put it baby um I think the days where it's not 50-50 for us when it's really skewed is days where I am maybe not paying attention. Hmm. You've been with Oakley a lot. I get home from work and I'm sitting on my phone 
you're do you're making dinner, you're doing some dishes, and I get that little voice if I'm inside my head saying, Dallin, what's Maddie been doing for the last 20, 30 minutes? And I've just been on my phone. I feel like this is happening probably pretty often in relationships where one partner might not just be paying a ton of attention. That happens to me, where I have to consciously do something with my time. Sometimes it's really easy to just sit around and relax after a day, but you've still been working and I need to go out of my way to make sure that you are not doing 100% of the work. I need to chip in wherever I can. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know? Like, I totally understand you have long days at work and you totally do deserve time to yourself to decompress and just, like, tune out for a little bit. But I kind of get in the zone of... I need to have everything done before I can decompress. Like the dishes need to be done. The house needs to be cleaned up Mm -hmm. before I can sit down. So that's just kind of where we differ, I think. Like, I think sometimes you, you like that break. I think the best relationships, like the one that I see with my parents and some of my buddies and some people that I've known that have been married for a long time, are those couples, like you said, that both of them are trying to do 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. They're looking out for the other person. Mm-hmm. They don't want the other person to do all the chores. Mm-hmm. And they're not letting their natural selfish instincts, you know, just have them go play video games or have them go get on their phone or watch a show. They're actively trying to help the other person get to a stage where they can relax. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do. It's hard, you know. Sometimes I have to consciously make that decision. But in order to keep things as 50-50 as possible... I think our relationship works the best when both of us are looking on how we can help the other person relax. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what a healthy, loving relationship is, is you care about that person so much that you you would do anything to help them. You want them to be at ease, to be at peace. So maybe you do, you know kill yourself a little bit more for Mm -hmm. that person. Yeah. But, and I think that's fine as long as the other person does the same for you like another day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good way Mm -hmm. to put it. Next Uh, myth. All right, yes. Next myth. Let's see. Happy couples do everything together. I haven't heard that myth much. Are you hearing that myth? Um, I think so. Like, just the idea that you always want to be like around that person and never be away from that person this reminds me of a certain ted lasso episode you know what i'm talking about i have no idea do you remember when keely and roy 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 kent yeah Uh uh-huh i do he is just really into keely his his yes oh okay he just doesn't leave her alone yeah oh yeah and she feels like kind of suffocated she feels suffocated she feels smothered and he's a nice guy he doesn't mean anything he loves her he wants to be by her and it hurts his feelings really bad when she That's kind right. of explodes on him. Yeah. And I think that even in our relationship, it's we've we've learned that we do love being around each other, but it's okay to just need time by yourself. Yeah. I think we have a really good balance because of course I do love to do everything with you, but sometimes I do just need to go, I don't even know, um to the grocery store by myself or Target. Um, Go to Target. Yeah. Um, that's a big one for me. Or like watch my show. You know, like I there are times where I just need some me time, especially because I 
am always just on with Oakley. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I need time away from people where I don't have to be on and I can just like turn it all off and just just exist. Yeah. So <laughs> and I, I don't think that's ever hurt my feelings. I don't think it's ever hurt your feelings. You've, you've always been very good about suggesting that I go play basketball with some buddies, mm-hmm. you know, or, or just, just go do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Even today you gave me some private time away from Oakley when I was with her for a little bit. Yeah. And that was, that was nice, but I got my 20 minutes and I wanted to come see you guys. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just all about balance. Like it's good to do things together. I enjoy doing things with you, but it's important for both of us to have things separate, have time separate. I think what's important to consider is when it comes to like bigger events, things like trips, little vacations, it's really good to do those things as a couple, but I would feel comfortable with you doing a girl's trip, Mm. you know, going to hang out with your family. You know, at first in our relationship, that might have made me jealous or hurt my feelings a Mm. little bit, but I totally get it. I totally get that. Sometimes you just need to recharge and a lot of people recharge by hanging out with themselves. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Or just with other so, yeah, some of your other guy friends. Pals, some, yeah. You know, your sister or something like that. So Yeah. I, no, I like that. That's a good example. Healthy marriages are conflict free. Mm. Well, if that were true, I don't think any <laughs> marriage would be healthy by that definition. Technically healthy. Yeah, that's a Like everyone has conflict. Like we have conflict. We do. It's we always work through it. And at the end, I always feel so much closer to you. And I feel like our relationship is so much stronger after we're able to talk it out. We have conflict. I mean, it's not like a huge screaming match, but we have disagreements. Yeah, conflict doesn't have to mean conflict against each other. It's usually conflict against a a problem. Sure. And the best marriages, best relationships are the ones where... They're not mad at each other. They're not having conflict with each other. There's a problem, and both of them need to work together to solve this problem. Yeah. I think it can be both. I feel sad for people when I when I learn that their relationship is... They're having a lot of conflict. They're having a lot of unnecessary arguments. They're getting on each other's nerves just to get a reaction, just to get attention. Yeah. Those relationships are not healthy. No, that's that's not a healthy way at all. But when you do have conflict... Because it's going to happen in any relationship, whether it's conflict with each other or about another issue. What really matters is how you deal with it. And hopefully by the end of that conflict, you are stronger as a couple. I think that's kind of the the takeaway. What are some things you think that we or you've seen other couples do that work really well when conflict arises? I think just, I think we're both really good at apologizing like I feel like you are really quick to say I'm sorry like you're not prideful at all try not to be yeah like when we first got married I remember having that thought of he's just so quick to apologize to say that he was wrong even when maybe you weren't wrong so I think just not having pride um being willing to hear the other other person's side Mm mm-hmm hear their perspective and just be open to it even if maybe you don't understand it but just be open to hearing it and try to put yourself in their shoes yeah Yeah. a little bit of empathy yeah yeah 
I think what's good in relationships is when you're willing and able to say sorry, even if it's not 100% your fault. Mm. I think we've both done that with each other. Yeah. Where I've been more annoying, and despite that, you have said, look, I'm sorry, let's just, let's figure this out. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's kiss and make up. I'm sure there's times when I've I've said that to you, which is fine, because at the end of the day, neither of us want to be angry with each Mm-mm. other. We no. Don't, we don't want the attention. We don't want to... You see that so much in rom-coms, you know, like your Everybody Loves Raymonds and your 90s sitcoms where one of the couples is always just kind of mad at the other one. Slamming doors. Slamming doors, going to bed angry. You know, turning off the light before they before they can kiss and make up. And it's just, that makes me sad. It's 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 not healthy and I would never want that to eke into someone's relationship. So I'm here to tell you guys it's overrated. Try to avoid it with everything that you can. So kind of going off of that, another myth is... Never go to bed angry. Hmm. And I do kind of agree with that one just because I would never be able to fall asleep. If we had a disagreement, I would not be able to lay in bed and (laughs) close my eyes because I would be so anxious. Like, how is he feeling? Like, I would be replaying the whole situation in my head. I would be thinking about what I should say next. I would just get no rest. And I would way rather go to bed Knowing that we're at least, like, if we had a big argument, I would rather go to bed feeling we at least are, like, working on it. We're, like, getting somewhat on the same page. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it doesn't need to be completely resolved, but we are not actively mad at each other. Yeah. I don't know. No, I I, I agree. I think uh, I would rather spend another 30 to 60 minutes figuring it out yeah then toss and turn for eight hours yeah and and you're right you, you overthink yeah you you have these arguments in your head exactly you make it even bigger than yeah. maybe it was then you wake up and you don't feel any better and you didn't sleep well so you're kind of hurting each awkward. other that way and then it's yeah you're right it's kind of awkward like what do you do from there so, so I, I yeah i do kind of agree with that one it's it's better to just like you said, stay up the extra hour to try to come to some sort of agreement where you're not actively angry. Yeah, you might not totally resolve the, the conflict, but yeah. you can at least make some progress. You can look each other in the eye and say, I love you. Yep. yep. We're feeling okay. Let's let's go to bed and we're going to figure this out tomorrow after yeah, work. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. That should work pretty good. So, hey, that's a myth that we uh, agree with. Mm-hmm. The next myth... If your spouse loves and knows you, they will know what you want and need all the time. That's a lot to ask. Hard disagree on that one. You know me pretty well. Mm -hmm. I know you pretty well. You don't always know what I'm thinking. I have no idea what you're thinking. My mind goes, what does Michael Scott say, a mile an hour? (laughs) It's just always moving. There's always things going on. And if I were to expect you to always know what's going on in my head, that's quite unfair i feel like we do know each other very well and of course we love each other very deeply but i think every situation is just different and we're not gonna know what the other person needs in that situation kind of like what you were talking about earlier with like sometimes you come home and you're on your phone and i'm like doing stuff like i could totally say to you hey could you help me clean these dishes like I could ask you for help instead of because sometimes I do kind of just 
Stu, like, what is he doing? Like, does he not notice that, like, I'm working? But, like, in your head, you're not thinking about that. You're just decompressing. So it's unfair for me to assume that you would think the same way that I do. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. It's, you and I are different people. Yeah. We we react to situations differently. And, you know, we're, we're in about year five of dating slash Yeah, being, being together. And I think the best thing that we could do for each other is continue to have that empathy. Mm. Give the give the person the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're always assuming that they are not having you in their best interests, that's going to be really tough on you. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a lot of energy that you're spending in your mind going, oh, this, you know, he, he should know or she should know that I'm working my butt off here and I need their help taking the dog out right now. Yeah. Why has he not taken Building the dog this out? this resentment. Why has he not taken the dog out? Oh my gosh, the dog continues to sit there and whine yeah. at the door. Why is he not taking the dog out? And it's easy to do that because it might be obvious to you at the time. Yeah. But maybe that and, other and person it, it, is just not yeah. even in that headspace. But it might it might honestly be obvious. There probably been many times with with me where you've gone, why is Dallin not doing this? And it was probably very obvious. But like you said, I was probably just in my head. Yeah. I was thinking about I was I was worried you're about homework. You're just thinking of other things. Had a tough day at work or something, so I'm 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 very grateful when you give me that gentle nudge and saying, "Hey, Dallin, do you mind, you know, getting Archie out the door or something like that or, you know, taking him out or helping with helping Oakley with the bath?" Mhm. And if I'm a good little boy, I'll go, oh, "Yeah, geez, of course." Mhm. And there's there's been times where like when I'm having a hard day, you ask me like, "What do you need right now? Like, do you need advice or do you just need me to like hold you?" And I think that's a totally fair question to ask because I'm dumb. I need to know. You need you need to spell it out. <laughs> well, and it changes because sometimes I do I need to be told like it's going to be okay or you need to do this and that or sometimes I don't want to talk at all. So, it is unfair like it's impossible for you to know what I'm going to need at that time because it changes for me <laughs> depending on the situation. And what's that stereotype? Isn't there a stereotype about how men want to resolve things super, yeah. super fast and mm-hmm. women don't want anything resolved. They just want to be heard. Have you seen that video about like, it's not about the nail, like the woman, it's a YouTube video and the woman has a nail in her forehead and the husband, like a literal nail, a literal nail. And the husband is like staring at it and she's like, my, uh, I just want you to listen to me. My sweaters keep snagging. It's like, so annoying and my head hurts it's like a pounding right here and he's like you have a literal nail in your head and Mm -hmm. she's like it's not about the nail and he's like it is (laughs) and she's like I just need you to listen and so he finally says that must be really hard and she's like it is and then she's happy that she finally feels heard so that yes I actually (laughs) recommend this video because it is funny (laughs) um and it does kind of explain that stereotype, how men typically usually do want to solve the problem, pull that nail out. But women stereotypically just want to be heard. That's so anyway. A myth and a myth. I don't know if I agree with that. I think probably a lot with me, I do want to fix it because I don't like to see you stressed or hurt. So I want to do everything I can to 
alleviate that pain that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But heck, I think there's times with me where I'm venting about school or maybe a tough day at work. And you might feel like you want to fix it in that moment too. Yeah. But I probably just want to be heard. Is it the same every single time, every single night? No, it might change. It changes. So I think being transparent with each other and, and you don't you don't need to know exactly what I'm thinking. You can just ask, Down, what do you need right now? Like, yeah. do, you, do you want me to just listen? And you can feel it out. Well, and yeah, I, obviously. I, I do think you need to kind of go off of cues that you pick up. Like, I remember there was one night you were stressed about school, work, whatever it was. And I did validate you, but then I tried to go into, okay, tomorrow you just need to email the professor and you need to do this and that. And I could just tell from your face, like, it was not <laughs> going, like, it was going in one ear, out the other. It, you were not processing, like, what I was telling you. So I think I went back to um, just validating yeah. your emotions because I could just recognize that at that moment you needed to be heard. You did not need the solutions. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So it's cool because back to the original myth that the we myth. were talking uh-huh. about with if your spouse loves and knows knows you, they will know what you want and need. As we grow closer, you can pick up on cues. Mm. And being able to pick up on those cues will just help the other person feel naturally validated. Mm. Yeah. You know, if I if I'm 20 years down the road and I still can't pick up an easy cue, that's a problem. But as long as we keep getting closer to each other, It'll get a little easier. It'll get a little bit easier. It might not get perfect ever. No. Sometimes you might have to be very transparent with how you can help. Mm-hmm. But the closer we get, the better we should be getting at it. Yeah. I agree with that. Your spouse should be your best friend. Agree. I mean, we talked about last week. That's kind of how it is for us. Like, we are each other's best friends and maybe best friend means something different to everyone to other people but um I definitely see you as my best friend as someone that I want to do everything with I tell you everything um you know me the best and I think it's okay to have a lot of good buddies think it's okay to have you know best friends but I do think your partner should be your best Mm, the number one I think that was really hard for me to understand, especially when I was a little bit younger uh, dating at, at BYU. Hmm. I could never imagine a girl being my best friend. It just didn't make sense to me because I had such good guy friends. Hmm. You know, we were all so close. We laughed at stupid things. We played football together. We uh, we played video games together. We hung out all the time. So you imagined like, like my best friend has to be someone that I play football with, talk football with, and... Yeah, have I have silly jokes with. I just I've always, you know, gotten along with with the boys. Sure. And I could never imagine. I was like, who on earth would would be who who would I be closer with than than my buddies yeah. right now at BYU? Mm-hmm. I didn't and I remember thinking then like I literally don't know if that will happen. I think I'm just going to I'm going to really like Yeah. my wife. She's going to be super cool, but she's going to be sure. my best friend. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Did you have this too? Did you know? No, like I always knew, like I (laughs) want to marry my friend. Mm -hmm. Like I always knew that was what it was going to look like for me. Well, I'm happy to say. (laughs) It changed. It changed. What is the definition of a best friend? I think it's someone that you are, you're vulnerable with. Mm. You you like to be around. Yeah. You like their advice. You like to give advice to them. You like who they are as a person. Of, Of all people that I know, you are the person 
whose advice I want most. Mm-hmm. You're the person I want to be around the most. Yeah. And I think that should be true in every relationship. I, yeah. Of course, you still need your buddies. Yeah, you don't, still don't need your separate friends. Don't go throw them friends. away. Don't, when you get in a relationship, don't shut them out the door. Yeah. You know, still have your buddies. I, have, I try to keep in touch with all, all of my friends as, as you have as well. Yeah. That's very important. Don't, don't go throw them away. But I do think your partner should be numero uno. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Next one is opposites attract. I can see how opposites attract, but I also see how it doesn't work. You know? Yeah, this one's probably just... Like, what are we? Are we opposites or are we similar? Because we're opposites in a lot of ways, but we're similar in a lot of ways. Tell, tell the people how we're opposite in some ways. I'd like to hear. <laughs> I can't think of it. Um. Well, like, you like sports. I don't like sports. I. You, I feel like you're more more goofy than I am. Like, especially like at the beginning of our relationship, I feel like I was a little bit more serious. And you've definitely brought out a goofier side in me. It's because you were working at that cop job. Well, yeah. All the had time. to be serious. So yeah, I was still no. funny. I've always been funny. You have always been so funny. Yes. So funny. Thank you. Did you win an award for funniest person at the police department? Um... No. Oh. Did you not? Did you think that? No. I don't know if this is going to work out. That's what, that's <laughs> that's what you were attracted to. That's been to. on this whole relationship. No, but we we had a lot of good times. We had a list of like inside jokes, and I was on the list a lot. I did write the list. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote down the things that were funny that I said. That's great. All right, we're back in this. Oh, man. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. I can show it to you. It's in the box. Yeah, I kept it. Oh, my gosh. That's great. See, this is why we're best friends. Yeah. We laugh. We have good times with each other. But back to opposites track. Um, Yes. So, yeah, I think we're opposites in those ways. The sports, the goofiness. What else? I can't decide... If you are an extrovert or an introvert, because you're both, like, you are really good at talking to people, like, especially, like, new people. I just hate it. Yes, but you hate (laughs) it. Like, you don't love it, but you are really good at it, and you will. Where, like, at a party, I will go sit in a corner and, like, not interact with people, but you would go up to people and and introduce yourself. I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Maybe, if I had to. Yeah. If it's going to be that or awkwardly drinking, yeah, you know, seven up the whole time. So, so yeah, we're kind of similar but opposite in that way. So I think, like, we have a lot of similarities and opposites. So anyway, do opposites attract? I think they can. I think what's, what's something we, we could learn from this? I think it's if your partner is not super into something you like, that doesn't need to freak you out. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be the exact same person. Because I watch football with you. You do. I play video games with you. You do. You play sports with me. I, I sure, sometimes play sports with you. You caught a clutch first down pass in a football game. With my face? With your face. It was awesome. Yeah. But you, like, watch musicals with me and we we sing together. That's something you also enjoy doing. I think you get me outside a little bit more, going on walks. And yeah, like, like hikes. Yeah, hikes that's true. Mm-hmm. Which is good for me. Yeah. It's fun to experience that with you because that's not something I jump to do, but because you like to do it, it's fun to do it with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you probably, you would never sit down and watch a football game. 
I still don't really watch it, but I'm there with you. Yeah. You eat the food. I eat the food. I sit in the chair. I might be on my phone, but. You do the announcing. That's true. It's really funny. I love that. I give my um, narration of what's happening on the screen. color commentary to the game. It's it's great. You guys got to hear it sometimes. It is pretty hilarious. It's hilarious. We should record it. She's like, okay, the guy has the ball and he's holding it. And oh, he threw it. It's down. It fell down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the other team got it, the and other, now they're the running. The other team's running. Why are they? They're running? the orange team. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. All but, right, last one. But but with with the well with the opposite of the track, I think I've I've known some really great couples where they're almost like siblings. <laughs> they yeah. kind of look alike, and they do a lot of the same stuff together. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. They. They both love rock climbing. That's really fun to do. They both love this X activity. They both mm-hmm. love video games. They both love taking care of animals. They go find stray cats and, and <laughs> put, find them in shelters. I don't know. That's great. I've known some couples that are totally opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. We might be more opposite than we realize. Yeah. But it works well if you want to spend time with your partner. Yeah. And you can do those things by yourself and recharge that way. I can play sports by myself and recharge that way, Mm -hmm. but it's still fun to do together. Yeah. More often than not. Absolutely. Like I would rather, I would like to do those things with you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're in a relationship or or you're getting to know someone and you figure out that they really like to do something that you don't like to do, don't let it freak you out. Just be open. Be open. It might be way more fun than you realize. Even if it's not that fun, you're going to love your partner and it's fun to do it with them in a way. Well, and it like, it means a lot when I play video games with you. That means a lot to you. It does. I think even when we were dating, like, I think you really appreciated that. Like, I was playing Zelda and you thought, like, it was really cute. <laughs> I did. And I remember our first Halloween together. Uh-huh. Do you, do you remember? No. It was like Halloween and I didn't want to go to a party, but I was totally going to if you wanted to. Oh, uh-huh. And you said to me, you're like, you know what? Let's just stay home and play Diablo 3. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Let's that's when you knew. Know. Yeah, I seriously was like, that's that's such a cool move because like, that was something you did for me. Yeah. And that was just so nice. And I had a blast. And we probably, you probably fell asleep at nine. Uh-huh. And it was great. <laughs> it was While playing the video game. While playing. Sorry, yeah, Diablo 3 didn't turn out. Yeah. But it was right. fun. It was fun at the beginning. It was fun at the beginning, but then it just got. She literally fell asleep playing like two or three times. In like a row. five times, pl- actively playing the video game because it's not that hard. You just press the buttons. You button smash, and then you're killing the zombies. <laughs> so I would just. It would be like nine o'clock, and we're playing the video game, and my eyes would get so heavy. I'd see her character suddenly just stop moving and start stop shooting, and I'd be like, "There's no way." <laughs> And I turn and I look at her and she's just tuckered out like it's a dog. Like and in my, the controller's in my hands. It was amazing. It was it was adorable. It was adorable. I love that. Oh. Precious memory. It still happens to this day where she just gets... I have not fallen asleep. You haven't fallen asleep, but you get so tired and you're like, babe, I'm getting tired. And then like within three minutes, you're, you're pretty much asleep on the couch. It's just like, wow. But that's amazing. the only video game that I've ever fallen asleep to yeah. while playing. The last myth that we have today is when you get married, you also marry the family. Thoughts? I agree to this one to a certain extent. I do think that 
you're marrying your partner. Like you aren't going to be living with your partner's um, parents unless maybe, maybe. you are. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Um, <laughs> not forever. Not forever. Not forever. Yes. You're not raising a family with your partner's parents. You are marrying your partner. However, your partner's family is probably going to be involved in your life in some way. I do think it depends on what your partner's relationship is like with their family, because that will probably determine what your relationship with them looks like. If they're really close with their family, you probably are going to be seeing them a lot and talking to them a lot. And if it's not a good relationship, then you probably won't see them a lot. Yeah, I think that's something that you really need to take into account while you are dating. You know, in the dating yes. engaged stage, you, you want to see how they are with their family, what it's like, what's the dynamic like. And it needs to be something that you're going to be comfortable with for the rest of your life because it's going to be there for the rest of your life. Family don't go away. Mm-hmm. Even if for some reason there was an issue between your parents and I, I still would have married you. Like that would not have gotten in the way of me saying yes. I still would have wanted to be with you. It wouldn't have deterred me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if there is a tough relationship between you and the extended family, I do think it would be helpful to just have some boundaries in place for yourself to protect yourself emotionally. Like, okay, I'm not going to talk to my extended family about this and that, and I'm only going to talk to them on like Saturday nights. Like you just need to create healthy boundaries to protect your relationship and to protect your relationship with your spouse. What I hope would happen in relationships where one side of the family doesn't get along with you know, someone in the relationship, I would hope that the couple sticks together. Yeah, that they're a team. That they're a team. You, you you need to be a team. And if you respect each other, if you have a love for each other, then you'll be able to be flexible with each other's families because there's a whole dynamic that you're walking into in, mm-hmm. in a new relationship. But that doesn't mean that you have to have a, a terrible time with your in-laws. You can have a really good time even if you don't get off on the right foot, even if their traditions are a little bit different than something you're used to. Or their dynamics a little bit different, the way they talk to each other, the way they hang out. If you have respect for your partner, then you both will be able to find a really easy common ground to be on when it comes to managing the relationship with each other's families. Before we wrap up, we wanted to give you a takes on marriage challenge. Takes on marriage challenge. Ooh, I like that. Are you going to do that every time? Probably not. Oh, um, anyway, so going back to <laughs> what we said, going back to what we said about the opposites attract myths, mm. um, we challenge you guys to invite your partner to do an activity or a hobby that they love, but you don't necessarily enjoy by you taking the initiative to invite them to do one of their activities. It will show them that you genuinely care about their interests and you want to take time to do that thing with them. And hopefully they'll do that in return for you. Absolutely. For the boys listening on this, really do this well. I I think that girls tend to do a really good job in relationships of doing what 
their partner wants to do. And I think the men struggle with this a little bit. I can say that from personal experience. I can say I can see it with a lot of how my friends have relationships. Do this well. It's going to be great. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. And you better do it because we're going to ask you about it next week. Yeah. So we're going to call we're each hold you and every one of you individually. Yeah. <laughs> you better freaking Everyone do it. Everyone who listens to this, we're going to call you up. Okay. So. Please. We'll see you guys next time on the Takes on Marriage podcast. Takes on Marriage podcast.